Forward observation station Delta checking in, listener. I moved well outside the Marble City safe zone. I was going to get a good look at what we think is ground zero I needed to. And it seems to be getting worse, and not just at the site, but the surrounding areas. We knew that these entities thrived in this environment, but I don't think that we fully understood how it would affect the population left behind. Now that they're not trying to hide, these things are exerting influence over the remaining population in the area. For lack of the better word, they're forming cults, listener. We're going to need backup here. Real backup. Not whatever the contractors have. tuning into the room where it happened an actual play podcast built on communal world building and having fun with friends today we are continuing our game of urban shadows second edition created by andrew medeiros and mark diaz truman um uh with me today as always playing kiki is danielle Hi, I'm Danielle. I use she or they pronouns, and you can find me on the internet at Redtail Talk 90. In playing Shade is Malia. Hello, I am Malia. I use she, her pronouns, and you can find me on the Twitter at uh, Criminally Cryptid. And playing Archie is Richard. Hi, I'm Richard. I use he, him pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at Corvus underscore Azure. And playing Cicely is Shannon. Hi. Shannon, I use she, her pronouns, and you can find me on various internet places, but not the Twitter at Big Mom Energy. And I'm Brian. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on the internet and the podcast at RoomwarePod. And you can also go to our sick Patreon uh, where you can get early episodes of not this show uh, at RoomwarePod.cash. Um, so, yeah, last time. Um, Uh, Danielle gave us a full breakdown of what happened last time, not 10 minutes ago off mic, and I've almost forgotten it all. Archie has created a wand out of a combination of a wrench and And a stick. And the perfect stick. And a a crystal, I think, of some kind. The best stick. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Cecily escaped her captors uh, by... Uh, tearing a hole in time and space into the center of the uh, English Ivy Inn and Resort. Then we'd go talk to Uncle Nebo. We saw Uncle Nebo's house. Um, uh, Lost her phone. 
lost her phone, very importantly, lost her phone. Um, later, after Cecily lost her phone, Kiki got a phone call from Cecily, uh, from the phone that she lost, uh, inviting her out to coffee. Um, it turned out that it was a trap who could have possibly seen it coming when I was the one pretending to be Cecily. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) the, um, uh, Cecily, not Cecily, Kiki got jumped by fake Cecily and, um, and the big band, uh, things were looking somewhat dire until, uh, crashing into the thing like a redneck John Constantine, Rio arrives with Mm -hmm. a box full, like a tiny box full of angry cicadas, um, rescues Kiki. They haul ass out of there. And that's what you... That's mostly last time. Mm-hmm. Did you get the part with the steel wool and the... Oh, seal? yeah. Shade made a deal with steel wool while trying to find... Um, I always have to look up their name. Um, Shade, who's your patron spirit? Uh, Kara, right? Kara. But Shade went to go... Uh, find information on Kara, and while doing so, uh, ran into Steel Wool, um, one of the old things that works for the mountain. Um, Shade made a deal for uh, their remains, a a pile of charred bones, uh, in exchange for help from the um, help from the mountain to turn back time in that area and just for a very short period kind of like a glimpse into the past a little bit like what cecily can do sort of but allowing shade to be able to see it um and turns out that kara seemingly was kidnapped by margaret and mr frenzy i believe is what i said it was happened yeah yeah okay how's your pot pie I haven't eaten it yet. It's boiling hot. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Now that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> what if halfway through Glee they're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we forgot. <laughs> Shit, we forgot. <laughs> Crap. So. So. Let's... So. Because I know the next thing that's gonna I'm going to be recording is a faction game. Let's go ahead and do um Cecily's uh foretelling. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna roll with Spirit uh, which is a two. An eight. Eight. Okay. So, for Telly, before each faction turn or at the start of the game, roll with spirit. On a hit, pick one of the options below. After the faction turn, the MC will tell you what your prophetic tools have revealed. Um, Okay, so you pick one. You choose one from the choose one column. And then on a seven to nine, you also choose one from the other choose one column. Okay. 
Um, ooh, these are really juicy. We how is it that we haven't really done this ever? Um, so let's see. <laughs> when um, have we ever? Rem- we haven't. Maybe <laughs> we're not great at the rules of the games that we play. So okay, <laughs> surprise so, everyone. We're bad. To, to um. To clarify, Cecily's prophesied path is that Nebo mm-hmm. alone can destroy a uniquely evil foe within his circle, mm-hmm. um, and that Cecily has a role to play within that. Um, within that, right? Yes, we talked about that. Okay, all right. So. Um, I'm really tempted by this one that says a tragedy has made it possible for you to escape or alter your prophesized path. <laughs> um, which, which sounds like drama and, and if you can make it worse, always make it worse. Um, we love drama here. Yeah. Um, but what about, and then in the second couple, I don't know if I'm married to that or not. Um, I like that an ally is plotting a betrayal. The MC will tell you when the hammer will fall or a threat is closing in. Oh my God. Okay. I should have looked at these um, ahead of time. So... Do you want to take a second? Okay, let's do... Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I know that Kiki has a conversation that she wants mm -hmm. to have with Rio. If you want to take a second, look over your options and we can come back to it. Uh, um, Okay, I don't want to make another tragedy. So let's say... um, (laughs) I don't think... The the options don't give you... Like, you don't have, like, you especially on the seven to nine choose one thing, it doesn't make it really easy to not make it a tragedy. <laughs> okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do um, fate has provided an opportunity to fulfill your role to your benefactor. The MC will tell you how to seize it. And also, a threat is closing in. The MC will tell you why it stalks you and your benefactor. Oh, hey, we have used this move before because I think we picked these two options the last time. Did we? Because that's oh, why Margaret was... showed up at your uh, oh. your library. Well, shit. Um, then I mean, it doesn't mean you can't <laughs> choose them again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna do a tragedy has made it possible for you to escape your or alter your prophesized path. The MC will tell you what you must do, and a threat is closing in. The MC will tell you why it stalks you or your benefactor. There. Okay. All right. Okay. How does, how is, how is Cecily, how does Cecily get these foretellings? Because I know there's like, she has sort of like a bunch of different ways in which she interprets, interprets her abilities. And I know some of them come to her, like we have had her like wake, you know, wake fucking like bolt upright from dreams and such like before. And then there's also like the, the cold reading from books. Mm-hmm. Um, um, she also seemingly can just like, 
you know, is increasingly seeming like she can, like, affect, like, either affect or pull through the past into the present. Right, um, which is weird. Because this has happened um, twice. <laughs> what if, what if this time, what if this time it's not just from a book? What if it's, um, what, what if it is a dream this time? Okay. Would that make life a little bit easier for you? Yeah. I mean, that's fine by me. It's fine either way. I was just wondering so I can kind of set up how it comes to you. Um, let me check something real quick. <laughs> Brian going back to the lines and veils. What do we consider PG-13 violence? Um... Like, if it's in a Marvel movie, I could put it there? Yeah. Okay. Like, not, like, obvi- you know, obviously, like, not hostile or something shit like that. <laughs> right. Okay. More um, action violence than horror violence. Yeah, yeah. Or some implied horror violence, I guess. Mm-hmm. Watched The Werewolf by Night last night, so. Um... <laughs> Tell me what's tell me what regular ass dream Cecily is having. Um, regular ass dream Cecily is having is one where she is um, back in high school um, and has forgotten to do any homework for the semester um, and even forgets which classes that she is in. But here it is. It's finals week. Okay. So, you, you know, yeah, it's like fine. Yeah, it's finals I'm week. Anxiety monster. Yeah. Yeah. S- Cecily is, is rushing through the halls of her high school. It is brick. Um, it is a, a sort of cinder block style building with this beige speckled tile in the hallways um, and drop ceiling above. A red lockers lining the walls and Cecily is moving through it, it, it's empty but there are sounds coming it, it, it is the sound of walking through an empty hallway while in a school where you can hear the sounds of school happening but they're all muffled because they're behind closed doors and the design of the doors don't you know that e- even in real life they don't really allow you to get a full picture of what's going on uh, and Cecily is rushing trying desperately to remember where she needs to go, where she has to be. She knows she has to be somewhere, but she cannot remember the exact place. And finally, in a fit of frustration and desperation, she takes hold of the knob of the door and just kind of opens it up to just to make a choice to, to make to have some sort of control in this this spiraling situation and throws open the door and walks into a room. Um and immediately feels ill. Like, she immediately feels as though she has gotten the flu. She's tired. She's drained. She, Her head, is, like, pressure begins to build in her head. Um, and uh, before her is a dark oak room. Um, very similar to the one where I believe she's seen the heart before. 
but here there is no heart. Um, but there are two figures that she has never witnessed before, and try as she might, she cannot seem to get a good bearing on who they are. It's like every time she tries to focus on their... She can get the general shape of them, but when she tries to focus on the shape of them, on the details, on their faces, it's as though she her attention is pulled away somewhere else. Something is always sparking at the edge of her sight, pulling, pulling her focus away. And uh, in front of them is a person in a robe in what seems to be obviously something ceremonial uh, covered in like seemingly like bits of wicker and branches uh, but not like pine branches these are decidedly like like wicker and like more like birch sticks like something spindlier um it's strewn across their body um the person wearing their hood up and it's extremely obvious after a, after a moment the person is like wearing like a horse skull as a mask they are not a skeleton of a horse which is a distinct possibility of a thing you could be seeing right now but as <laughs> somebody wearing uh, a horse skull almost ceremonially as in the center of this room on like a carved altar um, a small heart is placed uh, slowly pumping slowly like a moving heart it's bigger than a person's heart, but it's significantly smaller than the last heart that you saw. Okay. The last heart that you saw is almost the size of you. It's huge. Okay. It's massive. This one is like, it could have been pulled out of like an animal, like a, you know, like a cow's heart. It's about that size. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it seems to not be covered in any sort of ichor or viscera, uh, but it does pump independently. And the two figures whom she cannot focus on uh, speak in unison. And they say, We will have to spin this up quickly. We've already lost far too much time here. Make sure to dispose of the rest. We do not want to be in another situation like we did at Lonesome Rock. We trust that you can tie up these loose ends. And you get the feeling of somebody stepping into the room behind you and you turn and clinging to the upper corner of the wall of this room is what you now know to be Mr. Forenzi, but he is not putting on any sort of effort to be, to even remotely appear human. He is massive and jagged, and he snakes through the corner with limbs that are too long, that are polygonal and 
blacker than anything you've ever seen, but has more of a hollow quality than even shade does. Eyes gleaming from inside of him. And a clicking noise as he scurries down off of the ceiling and out the door. And um, calling after him, these two men say, Find her. Offer her the deal. This is a good start. But we could always use more. Uh, and then um, your alarm clock goes off. Bonk, 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 bonk. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Cecily sits up. The um, she'd fallen asleep with a reading a book, and um, it falls on the floor. Um, she is in a cold sweat. She's breathing heavily. Heart is pounding. She's the I. I want to say that maybe this is the first time she's actually had a prophetic dream dream. Is it the first time? Could be. Uh, probably not maybe the first time, but it's probably been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, as as Cecily turns to get out, you know, kind of like turns, puts her feet on the ground to get out of bed after a few moments of collecting herself. Mm-hmm. Where she would normally find carpet in her in her bedroom, there is the cold sensation of tile. Uh, and when you look down the tile, the, the, the carpet in your room has been replaced with that beige speckled tile from the high school that you used to go to uh well um i'm sure your landlord will be pleased with this <laughs> um, uh, cecily has a tiny home oh does she uh, okay <laughs> because reasons um cute oh yeah. right right i forgot that you got <laughs> you got room and board in your deal yeah so it's nevo's mm-hmm. um he'll be understanding i'm sure yeah. Um, God, what do you even do with that information? Um, well, they're definitely after her. Mm-hmm. Um, Cecily is going to take a shower mm-hmm. and make some tea and drive to work in her Prius. Mm-hmm. Um, and not tell anybody about this. <laughs> yes. Seems fair. Yeah. I uh, just generated a great NPC name for a person you're going to meet soon. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Fucking Erasmus Carter. That's a good name. That is, that is a good name. Mm, it is. Erasmus. Nice. Do I need to make a move or should we let other people do things um let's let's spin the clock forward a little bit and then we'll have because i feel like the net like uh, yeah let's spin the clock forward a little bit time wise fair um cecily nope yes no kiki (laughs) yes um uh 
I th- the camera, I guess, like we crossfade back to you, um, you and Rio. It's seemingly still night outside. Mm-hmm. Um, you and Rio uh, are come back to Rio's apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, huffing, a little beat up, a little a little worse for wear. Um, Rio shuts the door. Bolts it, then bolts the other bolt, um, and then, like, picks up a, a shoebox off the top of a coat rack uh, next to his door and, like, rifles through it and then pulls out, like, um, a piece of paper and, like, slaps it over the <laughs> the jam of the door. <laughs> um, and then uh, goes to his kitchen. Uh, you hear him open his refrigerator rifle things around he comes back uh like drops uh, a a ziploc baggie of bright green little square gummies on his on, on the coffee table and sits down it's like god damn what a fucking night <laughs> well, no. man of god right here uh-huh yep. a god uh, not you know he hasn't he hasn't decided which one yet uh i think kiki watches all of this um well i think she she goes in and she goes and she sits on the couch and watches rio do all of this just kind of uh slightly amused um but not not in a way that's like he's overreacting but just in a general she's fond of this person mm-hmm. um and uh he sits down um and she says yep that uh sure was a situation yeah um i guess that answers a few questions as to how all those chuckle fucks are have been able to take folks on punch above their weight class yeah (sighs) so Okay, um, let's see what we got to do here. I probably don't know where I live. The dude seemed to know, I guess, who you are because they were able to get you there. I mean, it makes sense. (sighs) They used Cecily's phone or her voice. I mean, Do you think they have her? I, uh, no. I don't believe that they have her. She doesn't question why he would yeah. know that. <laughs> she just accepts this. Uh, all right, well, that's good. Good. 
But she, uh, she sounded like herself on the phone. She looked like herself there in that, uh, it's not a restaurant, shop, area. Cafe. Cafe, thank you. You're welcome. Um, she looked like herself in that cafe, and she kind of, like, taps the side of her nose um, and says, just didn't smell right. Voices and sights are easy to replicate. It's much harder to... You got to be much more familiar with the person to be able to get details like that, right? Hmm. Yeah. One more thing, I guess. It's not like changes too much. When did you get... How did you get onto Fahrenheit's shit list? I haven't done anything in particular. Just been doing the following up with this stuff from Imogene. We went into that door that I mentioned. Uh, it was a weird place. Found a weird house thing. Uh, and uh, met, met a Nasty piece of work. Who's the nasty uh, piece of work? Some guy. Well, I think he was a guy. Um, <laughs> man. Uh, uh, he he wore the skin of a man, but but he wore it. <laughs> But, uh, he was some Vanta Black polygonal motherfucker. Beat him up. She looks pleased. <laughs> I would, though. <laughs> uh, and we, we got out of Dodge. And, uh, ain't done nothing since then. Was up in the mountains with a friend. Yay. All right. Um, somewhere Shade is just like, I feel really pleased for some reason. I'm not sure why. <laughs> well, all right then. Great. Great. Mm. So All right mm. hmm. Rio is straight up having a meltdown mm -hmm. He's trying to figure out like Alright well Cause he knows Who That was Yeah and yeah. also knows that like Kiki got into a fight with him when he was like, you know, Kiki got the got the drop on Mr. Frenzy. Mr. Frenzy's probably not going to let that happen a second time. Mm hmm. Also not the forgiven sort. Mm hmm. 
Um, great. All right. Well, you probably need probably a solid idea to like um, avoid your house for like a couple of days. <laughs> Probably, they have yeah. enough to be able to get your phone number and they can probably get enough to be able to get like your other information. Assume I'm not exactly a hard person to find. Yeah. Everybody in town knows me. Maybe we can work that to our advantage. Maybe. All right. Opposite plan. You need to be extremely public for the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> Time to work extra bar shifts. Um, we'll uh come up with a new plan on in the morning. I'll uh see if maybe we can figure out what they know. Some wheels are turning, I believe. Okay. Great. Lovely. He, uh, turns on the TV. (laughs) (laughs) What does he Uh, watch? Um. About all those texts. Huh? What about all those texts? What texts? Rio. That's not important right now. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. It's so important. No. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think uh, Rio turns on the TV. He goes to Disney, uh, Disney Plus. And he's like, you seen this new special werewolf by night? And then like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> Kiki rolls her eyes. <laughs> um, you know, they got everything wrong, right? They got the man thing in it. Uh-huh. Man thing seems pretty straightforward. I, you know. Uh. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Why did I allow this to happen? Uh, she kind of like watches Rio. She's not being very subtle about the fact that she's watching Rio. Um, she wants him to know that she knows that he has... Uh, and in all of this, he has told her exactly nothing, um, that she wasn't already aware of. Uh, and, uh, she... Reaches to the table, takes a gummy, um, chews it thoughtfully, so are you gonna reciprocate the knowledge here? I think Rio just kind of stares at the TV and is like, I, uh, I have tangled with 
the thing that you were talking about before. Not here. Not recently here. Actually, I don't think Rio has tangled with Mr. Forenzi directly. They did know that he was in the area. Um, I had a run-in with it and Fahrenheit in general uh, a few years back. Over North Carolina. It didn't go great. Um, but obviously I made it out. I knew it was here. I'd heard rumors about all the, uh, kind of gestures. All the hullabaloo everybody's getting up to. Between the folks there at the top of the ladder all vying for what little space is up there. He is, uh, he's real fucking scary. Like, real fucking scary. They all are. Farron Howell is. I mean, saying they ain't what they seem is not me thinking that you think that they are what they say they are. This is me not, I ain't assuming that you're taking them at face value. But even beyond that, they ain't what they seem. I don't have a whole... I don't have the best understanding of how deep that rabbit hole goes, but... That is, uh... They are dangerous in a way... It makes everything pale in comparison. Now you and your friends are on their shit list. Which is bad. You don't say... She kind of uh, <laughs> smirks a little bit. Fair enough. <laughs> you gonna tell me how you came to be there at the cafe? You gonna keep it inside of this apartment? Sure. All right. You know, uh, I'm a uh, Cecily came to the uh, church the other night. It uh, it weren't my first meeting with her. Um, and even beyond that turned my first knowledge of her existence. She, uh, you know how the, the whole seer thing works, usually. They're a big 
uh, are kind of a big commodity amongst mm-hmm. the uh, not so human types. Naturally. Typically, they get a bit of a. Usually, they throw in with somebody for protection for for something like that. Mm-hmm. Cecily has done so with a thing calls itself Uncle Nebo. Uh, though. I suspect he's a little bit more than that. A lot older than that. And he puts on some airs, but... I also... I think he's been here a while, but I don't think he's been... He he is from here. Not in the same way that the other things like him are from here. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he contacted me. Because Cecily contacted him. He and I have had some dealings since I moved back into the area. And I have a bit of a more familial history with uh with Nebo. So <laughs> I have a reputation as a guy who can get things done. And uh I guess he uh knew in some way, shape, or form about my Mine, yours, you know, relationship. So he got a hold of me. Uh, he told me where the phone was, and that's why I was there for. But it was pretty obvious. I mean, I could hear you. Is I didn't know that I was coming for a rescue mission, but I knew that I was there to get into some shit. So. There you go. She nods. Looks thoughtful. At the mention of Cecily, I think she tensed up a bit Mm -hmm. about that meeting with Cecily the other day. I heard most of it, of course. She seemed extremely upset when she left. Listen, I... He kind of throws up his hands. I don't... I did not say anything untoward to her. No, I know that. Like I said, and she kind of like taps her <laughs> ear. Um. <laughs> no, nah, but she. We got into an argument about it later. Just before we went and investigated that forest and the door. And that thing. But she was really shook up by what she saw. 
And she normally gets shook up by what she saw, what she sees, because most of what she sees is terrible, frankly. Yeah, that is sort of the way of the way of a gift like that. Seems like a fucking waste. You can't see good things coming. You get a heads up the bad shit's coming down the way, so. It seemed like more than just the end of the world was on her mind. That's what I'm saying. Fair. And, uh, she rubs at the back of her neck. You and I, you'll work together with me on whatever this shit is from here on, right? I'll do my best. <laughs>